Hello to my trailblazing friends. I'm Dr. Jen Bennett, host of the She Impacts Culture podcast. Our mission at She Impacts Culture is to empower, teach, equip, and advance Christian women who want to lead with influence and impact the culture for Christ through their work. Our vision is to create a community of trailblazing Christian women who are transforming culture for a kingdom impact. We envision a community of women who meet together to draw closer to the heart of God while encouraging and spurring one another on toward love and good deeds. Friends, I am so excited to be here with you today. Now, if you've been following along on the She Impacts Culture podcast for some time, you probably know that every month I tend to share a social media and or communication tip. Why? Because I want to help you do really, really well in your work. I want to help you stand out in the marketplace. But I got to share something with you today. I am currently in the process of possibly changing some things up with She Impacts Culture and specifically changing things up with what I share on a monthly basis. Now, don't worry, a lot of things are staying the same. Every month, I'm still going to host an incredible interview with a woman out there who is impacting culture for Christ through her work. So that's not changing. But what may change is the content that I share when I come on and share a tip with you on a monthly basis. I'm still kind of working that out in my mind. So kind of hang in there with me as I kind of wait for God to give me some clarity. But I'm really feeling like in 2023, I not only want to share social media and communication tips and all of those things, but I also really want to share more about faith and work. So keep your eyes open because I may be coming to you with more insight into that specific topic. Now, with that said, I want to share with you a little bit today about the marketplace. Specifically, I want to share with you about the future of work, which I believe is all about entrepreneurship. You see, friends, I've been thinking a lot about the changing landscape of work. You guys know I am a professor at a college. And so one of my, I guess you could say responsibilities, and it's one that I don't take lightly, is I am preparing students for the marketplace. And one of the beautiful things about teaching at a Christian university is that I have the opportunity to combine both the faith and work aspect. And so as a college professor, I'm always thinking about the changing landscape of work because I want to make sure that what I'm teaching in my classes will really prepare my students for what they will encounter in the marketplace. So one of the topics that I've been giving some thought to is the future of work, because quite honestly, the landscape of work is changing at an incredible pace. And I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but I feel like every time I watch the news or I'm listening to something, I'm hearing about layoffs that are happening, like people just getting laid off from their jobs. I actually just recently had a student reach out to me seeking some 
insight because she was just laid off from her job. And so again, just been thinking a lot about the changing landscape of work. And as I think about it, I really believe that the future of work is all around entrepreneurship. You see, if you want to stay competitive in the marketplace, if you want to succeed, then you have to think and act like an entrepreneur. And so entrepreneurship, basically, it's the practice of taking entrepreneurial ideas and initiative within your workplace to drive innovation and creativity. You see, entrepreneurs bring new ideas and approaches to their workplaces. And the reality is that more and more businesses, organizations, ministries, nonprofits, universities, these institutions are all looking for leaders who think and act like entrepreneurs. So you may be asking, well, Jen, what does this mean? So today I want to share with you three specific, I would say, entrepreneurial skills that you need to succeed in your career, both today and in the future. So number one, you have to be a problem solver and a critical thinker. Their research continues to show this. More and more employers are looking to find people who can solve problems and think critically. I recently read some research from the National Association of College and Employers, and they said that more than 85% of employers are on the hunt for college graduates with outstanding problem-solving skills. So what does this mean? It means that you can see and identify problems and then find creative solutions for those problems. Organizations today, they're looking for new ideas and problem solvers because, again, the landscape of work is changing so much and it's changing at a rapid pace. And so they are looking for people who aren't really waiting around to be told what to do. They're not waiting for opportunities to come to them. Instead, they're looking for employees who go out and get them. They are looking for employees who are proactive in adding value. And so friends, if you want to make a difference in the marketplace, then you have to be a problem solver and a critical thinker. You have to be an entrepreneur. So here are some things that I just kind of want to share that I think will help you with this. Number one is you really need to be curious. You see, critical thinkers are curious people. They are lifelong learners and they are observers. And I think this is so, gosh, I don't know, just so fundamental. This is so needed. Critical thinkers are observers. If you want to solve problems, then you have to observe. But here's the thing. For so many of us, and friends, I I can relate to this. I'm speaking to myself. We can spend so much time looking at our phones and scrolling through our feeds and reading our notifications and checking our email whenever we have downtime. That's what we're doing. We're looking at our phones. And again, I'm the first one to admit I fall into this trap far too many times. We can spend so much time doing that. And in doing that, 
we actually aren't taking the time to observe the things that are going on around us. And so we will take the time to observe what's happening around us. If we will limit the use of our phone and instead see our surroundings, we are going to see problems that need to be solved. And I can almost guarantee you that if you see a problem that needs to be solved and you're like, God, I need your ideas. God, please show me how can I solve this problem because I want to add value to the company that I work for. I can guarantee you, he will show you just that. Now, critical thinkers, they also think outside the box. They are creative thinkers. They generate ideas. I think we've lost the ability to generate ideas. I think we've lost the ability to just brainstorm and write things down and think things through and just almost do like a brain dump on a piece of paper. Critical thinkers think outside the box. And so if you want to be a problem solver, you got to be a critical thinker. And if you want to be a critical thinker, you have to be an observer and you have to think outside of the box. Also, I would say a key question to ask yourself is what is missing? Whenever you're at work, when you are looking around, when you're observing, when you're navigating the different obstacles and challenges that you're coming across, ask yourself, what's missing here? How can this be better? What can be improved about this? Also, learn to ask why. Why are, you, why are we doing this this way? Why have we been doing this this way for the past 10 years? Don't ever be afraid to ask why. And then lastly, ask questions. Problem solvers, critical thinkers, they ask questions. Why? Because getting insight into those questions helps them solve problems. Again, that asking questions goes along with being curious. And problem solvers and critical thinkers are curious people. So number one, if you want to stand out in the marketplace, you gotta be an entrepreneur. The way to do that is you're a problem solver and you're a critical thinker. All right, number two, the ability to work as a team member. Research shows that over 76% of employers want people who can collaborate with each other, complement their coworkers' skill sets, and coexist in the same office despite contrasting personalities. That's what employers want. They don't want to babysit their employees. They just want to know that their employers can work together, get good work done for a bigger purpose, despite the differences amongst the team members. And so some tips around working as a team member, number one, make sure that you create a team mentality right away, meaning make sure that you get to know your team. Here's the biggest thing, and this is one of the things I share with my students all the time, is don't wait for others to get to know you. You start the conversation. You take the lead. You start to get to know other people first. So many times we tend to wait for people to come and talk to us, but as Christ followers and as leaders, we should be the ones making those first moves. Again, I kind of think back to the woman at the well, as you know, one of my favorite stories in the Bible, and I love how Jesus approached her. Like he started talking to her. He asked her a question to start the conversation. That's what we need to do too. Also know what success looks like for your team. What does success look like? Write all of those things out. 
clarify your role on the team. Um, Know what you're bringing to the team. Sometimes we are a part of teams, but we don't know what we're bringing to the team. Make sure that you know that. Also, really be a top-notch communicator, meaning respond to emails, respond to questions. If you don't understand something, talk to somebody about it. Like Make sure that your communication is top-notch because, believe it or not, that's also one of the top skills that employers are looking for, are just really great communicators. Also, be helpful. Help others. Here's the reality. We need each other. We need the help that we can offer each other. So don't ever be afraid to help somebody else. And friend, don't ever be afraid to ask for help. Asking for help doesn't diminish your leadership. It doesn't diminish your expertise. It doesn't diminish what you are capable of doing. It just helps a team work really, really well together. And also, this is a big one. Don't take everything personally. I think sometimes we can get caught up When it comes to team dynamics and being insulted, if somebody doesn't like our idea or somebody says something or somebody kind of comes back with questions about something that we shared, like we really have to stop taking everything so personally. If we want to have successful teams that are doing really great work, then we have to not take things personally. Remember, we're doing this for the good of everyone and the organization that we work for. And so that means that sometimes maybe our our ideas really aren't the best ideas. And that's okay. We have to not take everything personally. Also, don't play the blame game. Be responsible for your actions. And then be committed to each other. Like really care about the people that you have the opportunity to serve with. Really care about the lives of these other human beings that you have the opportunity to invest in. Like, don't just get to know them at a work level, but get to know who they are as a person on a deeper level. This is how women impact culture in the marketplace, is they impact culture by really getting to know people. They get to know people by going just beyond the surface level. And so friend, be committed to the people that you have the opportunity to work alongside of. So the future of work, skills that you need, number one, be a problem solver, be a critical thinker. Number two, make sure that you can work as a team member. And then number three, show initiative. And I really feel this is where the entrepreneurship kind of comes into play, even though being a great entrepreneur is all about solving problems and working as a team member, entrepreneurs really show initiative. So according to a NACE study again, about 72.5% of hiring managers specifically look for college graduates who know how to take the initiative. Here's the thing, for quite some time, I've seen this in my feeds and I don't know, I've heard about it or I hear people even say this, say things like, that's not in my job description. I'm not gonna do that. Friends, don't say that. Like, I get it. You don't want to be walked on. You don't want to be a doormat. You don't want to fill your schedule with so many to do's that you don't have the opportunity to be with your family and all that. You don't want to take responsibility for doing all of these things. But we cannot have the mindset of it's not in my job description. I'm not going to do that. Remember, if we want to impact culture in the marketplace, 
then we have to be willing to help other people out. And even if it's not in your job description, be willing to help somebody out because they may need your insight, your knowledge, your wisdom, your expertise. And so don't, I, I, I really want to emphasize this. Stay away from the words, it's not in my job description. Because the future of work is all about working together in teams. It's about working with people. And it's about showing initiative and being an entrepreneur. So be willing to act. Be willing to do. Be willing to try. Don't wait around to see what happens because the reality is if you do, it might be too late. Instead, I want to encourage you to be a forward thinker. Here's the reality. We know that changes are coming. Our world is changing at a rapid pace. And so as an entrepreneur, you anticipate those changes and you start to think beyond the here and now. You think about, okay, what does the future in this look like? What are going to be the future needs? What should our future goals be? You're a forward thinker. And so someone who shows initiative is also adaptable. So for example, instead of seeing something like AI or chat GPT, which is all the talk right now, instead of seeing that as an evil tech tool, you find ways to learn from it and incorporate it. And as an entrepreneur, someone who shows initiative, you learn how to kind of pivot when things change in your workplace or in the market or in the world, you learn, you learn and adapt. Entrepreneurs are lifelong learners. They are always learning. They're not afraid to learn. They're not afraid to pivot. They're not afraid to adapt. They're not afraid to show initiative. They are open to trying new things. So I want to encourage you today to be bold and don't be afraid to take on new challenges and experiment with new ideas. Don't be afraid to be curious. Don't be afraid to think outside of the box because when you allow yourself to do those things, I can tell you, you stand out in the marketplace. People will notice and people will want to be on your team. So here are some questions for you. What problems do you see around you? Are you observing? Are you looking? Also, how adaptable are you? When was the last time you adapted to something that was different? And then when was the last time you took on a new challenge that kind of, you know, took you maybe even a little bit out of your comfort zone? You see, friends, I honestly believe that it's going to be the entrepreneurs within our businesses and organizations who are going to rise to the top. And so the future of work is changing. And I believe the future of work is all about entrepreneurship which is all about being a problem solver and a critical thinker. It's about the ability to work as a team member and the ability to show initiative. And so if you want to stand out in the marketplace, if you want to impact culture in your work, in the marketplace, be an entrepreneur, get to know people, show initiative, be a team member, think critically, ask God to give you his ideas, ask God to show you where there are gaps, where there are opportunities, where there are problems and solutions. Ask God to show you those things and I can guarantee you he will show you those things. And my last bit of advice here is don't ever be afraid to take on something new that challenges you a little bit. Friend, don't be afraid to do that. Far too many times we allow the fears of new challenges to hold us back and to keep us back from doing incredible work for the kingdom of God. 
And so I want to end today by saying, don't be afraid to do that. Don't be afraid to take on new challenges. Because again, I honestly believe it's going to be the entrepreneurs within our businesses and organizations who will rise to the top. And friends, God wants to use you in some incredible ways. Be the leader that he's called you to be. Don't be afraid to stand out. Don't be afraid to think outside the box. Don't be afraid to show initiative. And watch what he'll do. He'll use you in some amazing ways. Thanks, friends. Friends, thank you so much for listening to the She Impacts Culture podcast. I know how busy life gets. So the fact that you have faithfully chosen to spend a portion of your time with me means so much and something I don't take for granted. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the She Impacts Culture podcast, the best way to do this is to share it with your friends, your community on social media. Also, to keep up to date with all the happenings, I'd love to have you follow me on Instagram at Dr. Jen Bennett. Thank you again for your support. May God richly bless you as you impact culture through your influence and leadership for his kingdom. Mm-hmm.